Well, it's wonderful to see you. How's everybody doing today? You're looking really good. My wife, Jamie, and I took in our first Oregon State Beaver football game yesterday. And that was a real delight. Um, it was. I mean that. I wait. Uh, come on. That is not a good sign. I was serious and very sincere. It was a delight. We really enjoyed it. We met the new folks all around us, seated around us, uh, smiling faces, at least for portions of the game. And, uh, man, it, we, we sure had a great time. I, I found my way to a, a good hot dog and, and watched some great football on a beautiful Saturday in Corvallis. And where we were sitting, we could look out and see the surrounding hills and, and, a, and at least a portion of Mary's Peak. And at one point in the game, I said to Jamie, man, that is such a beautiful view. So beautiful. Uh, what a great town. We really did have a very nice time and taking that in and just experiencing a little bit more of our local flavor and activities and events. Getting down there, drove by the uh, uh, sort of the fall festival that was uh, ongoing and man, roads blocked off and all kinds of people and and uh, just a great time of the year and a great time of the year to get started back in church from maybe the busy and hectic summer season. We sort of engage back in full in the fall and and welcome back a welcome back to our students already met some new students, some new friends today and we're so glad you're here and our warmest of welcomes to you. To Northwest Hills. Daniel chapter 1 is where we're going to start. And what is today, admittedly, a bit of a unique message, but one that I hope, as we at least conclude it, will really make good sense to you. And, and you'll see our heart in the message and then in the conclusion that Pastor Josh is going to give us in just a few moments. As we talk today about the power of community. And we've been having a great time studying the book of Daniel. We've made it through the first two chapters. We've been looking at Daniel's life, all that he's gone through, the highs, the lows, the ins and the outs. And you know what? While maybe our life is not quite as dramatic as Daniel's life, uh, we still have a lot of highs and a lot of lows. We deal, we deal with a lot of uh, mountaintop moments in our life that are absolutely worth celebrating. And we deal with a lot of valley Moments in our life that we end up navigating and to be able to do that and to live our life in in all of its highs and lows in a sense of spiritual community is a tremendous, tremendous blessing. And as we were talking about community and our fall group launch here at Northwest Hills, uh, which happens today, um, the Lord really struck a note in my heart. As to what has been happening, at least in the first three chapters of the book of Daniel. And I thought about this fact, that from the beginning, we're introduced to Daniel and we're introduced to his three friends. Uh, we'll use their Babylonian names because I think they're in some ways more, more familiar. Uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And as I thought about our, 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 our fall group launch today and, and these ladies uh, Bible study groups that are starting and men's Bible study groups and couples Bible study groups and groups that meet here at Northwest Hills and groups that meet at coffee shops and in homes weekdays and weeknights. And by the way, all of that variety is intentional and purposeful and wonderful because in the various seasons of our life, we find that we at times need different things. 
And we have different uh, points of availability in our life. Uh, some uh, friends are now working third shift. And so an evening Bible study is really not even possible. And having some options that are, that are happening during the day can be an absolute lifeline and a blessing. And I really appreciate Pastor Josh and our team that works so hard to put such a wonderful menu of offerings together. And I know their heart is to offer as much quality variety as possible so that there's just all of these easy on-ramps for you in connecting into group life. And then um, uh, roughly 40 different individuals or family groups that are opening their home as either hosts or leaders at some point and in some place to lead these groups and to and to move them forward. Are you kidding me? That is amazing. Would you do me a favor and just put your hands together and thank all of our hosts and leaders for all that they are doing to um, to make this whole menu uh, even a possibility. And we, we wanted to put it in print for you because some friends here, maybe not so much into the computer and, and finding out about groups that way, but it's all online. And Josh is going to show you that at the end of the service. So, so easy to get connected. So many different opportunities and varieties so that hopefully you can find some way to this fall connect your life with others in the joy and the blessing of community. And that is important because we see that throughout the whole of the book of Daniel. All that Daniel navigated, he navigated it shoulder to shoulder with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And I got to thinking about that. Wow. What would it have been like if Daniel would have had it to navigate his Babylonian moment all by himself? If it was just him. And he stood alone there in Babylon. And because he was a young man of, of, um, of great ability and he was a young man of, of great health and clearly, if you will, a leader among people, what if he just had to stand alone and deal with all these dietary changes and, 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 and clothing changes and weather changes and, and, and all that he knew familiar in Jerusalem is now gone and he's now uh, really navigating an entire different culture and, and different types of food and different dietary um, requirements and needs and moments. And, and he's just like been absolutely moved from point A to point B. And the two points could be absolutely no more different. And Daniel's got to handle all of that. And what if he had to handle all of that all by himself? And then all of these amazing interactions with King Nebuchadnezzar, who we know was a tough dude. And, and he's talking about, you know, pulling people limb by limb. And he's talking about houses being reduced to rubble. And, and I need you to tell me the dream that I just dreamed. And what if Daniel had to navigate that all by himself? How difficult would that have been? How many of you have ever done um, one of these uh, one of these rooms that you get locked into and you've done that with a team and you had to try to get yourself out of the escape room. How many of you have ever done an escape room experience? Let me see your hand. Very good. Here's what I've heard uh, that's been told of me. That the real secret to the success of a team in an escape room is their ability to work together. And I've had so many different people tell me and talk to me about these experiences they've had and said, if I would have been in there just by myself, how quickly and easily I would have gotten discouraged. But the moment that I got discouraged, somebody else says, wait a minute, look at this. 
And they inspired us and sort of championed us on. And the moment they kind of got discouraged, someone over here. And that sense of team, that sense of community is really what makes that work so wonderfully. It makes it such an instructional uh, activity and interaction. The importance and the power of community. You know, our very own God that we love and serve has existed throughout all of eternity past in community. God the Father, God the Son, God the Spirit, the triune God, sharing what? Absolutely one holy nature, three distinct persons. I thought about the Lord Jesus over in the New Testament and how He worked with His disciples and He taught them and He trained them and they walked together, they lived together, they prayed together. And we know He was preparing them. To take the baton of the gospel into all of the known world at the time as he was preparing for his ascension back to the right hand of God the Father. Acts chapter 1. And yet amongst that wonderful group of 12, he had his three. His three that he was very close to, that she shared life with in a very intimate and personal way. And their names were Peter, James, and John. Daniel had his three Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Individuals he could talk to. Individuals that he could do life with, process life with, pray with. That helped him navigate not only the difficulties of life, but the mountaintops and the blessings of life. We need people. People of faith. People who share our faith. People who love God. People who know God. People who have a heart for His Word like we do. That we can join with in community and we can grow and we can share life and we can be there for each other when things are going really well and when things are going not so well. And if I've learned anything at 48 years of age, I've learned this. It's not if I'm going to face challenges in my life, but it's when. And I love those moments in my life when everything is going well. Like there's more, you know, money than month. Like the cars are all like running well. The house, nothing smells funny. There's no drips. There's no leaks. There's no water puddling. There's the kids are all getting pretty good reports from school. My wife is behaving well. And just loving me and I'm like, I can do nothing wrong. And, you know, hun, wow, you're awesome. And you're just having these, you know, great conversations. And and I'm kidding. <laughs> and this maybe just went from an ecclesiastical moment to a domestic moment this afternoon that I'll be navigating. You have to pray for me to navigate that well. I'm kidding. But you know those moments in life when everything is going well. You know what? At 40, you know what I want to do? I just want to go watch. I want to go freeze. That's what I want to do. Freeze. This is wonderful. It's like one of those wonderful days at the coast where it was just, it was just awesome. Great family day. Freeze. Because you and I have lived long enough to know that in those moments, the phone is going to ring and everything's going to change. You're going to get in the car. You're going to head down 99. You're going to hear clickety click, click, click. What is that? You're going to walk into your house and you're going to see drip, drip. That's not supposed to be dripping. Why is that water puddle there? What's that weird smell? Is something on fire? Is something burning? What is that? And all of a sudden we're navigating all of the challenges of our life. Or you walk in to your office. It was so good when you left there on Friday. And now we're into our Monday and we've got a major issue that we're dealing with right up on the front plate of what we're living in. And what we're dealing with according to your responsibilities in your workplace. 
And how do we navigate that? How do we handle that? What a blessing it is to have a faith community, to have a group that we can do life with, that strengthens us, that helps us, that blesses us. By the way, that we can strengthen and help and bless and encourage. It's a mutual thing. It's a wonderful blessing. Such an encouragement. And you know what? Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego show us the importance of that in the first three chapters of this book. And today, I think we would be remiss on this group launch Sunday not to see the example they set before us. Let me ask you a quick question. Who are your three? Who are your three? And you have the right three surrounding you and speaking into your life. I've heard uh, John Maxwell say many times, show me your three closest friends and I'll show you the trajectory of your life over the next five years. Oh, it's so true. Show me your three closest friends and I'll show you the trajectory of your life over your next five years. Parents that are here, let me encourage you. Parents, let me inspire you. Let me empower you to be actively involved in your children's lives and in their friendships. For surely as they grow and get older, there'll be some friends that you'll need to dial in and there'll be some friends that you need to dial out. I'll never forget the first time I heard Andy Stanley say that. He said, you got to work the dials There are some folks you're dialing in. There are some folks you're just dialing out just a bit. You're trimming some of those out and back just a bit because maybe that's not the best influence for this time and this season. So important. So important. What about these four together? And what do they teach us about the power of community? First thing I want you to see very quickly with me is that they processed life together. And that's the joy of being in a group. You've got friends. You've got some people that love you and that you love. Trust the people. Not perfect people. If there was a perfect group, the moment I joined it, it would be imperfect. And we kind of set aside that, that sort of expectation of perfection. But it's a group of imperfect people who love the Lord and are trying to walk and grow in their faith that we can have. They can become our three, our six, our eight, if you will, that we can walk with through life. You know what we can do? It's a real big blessing to have some folks that you can process life with. Now, I want to say very obviously that your your very personal, intimate family uh, also play that role, very, very special role in our life, too, of course. I hope that's an understood, that we're, we're doing that as a family. But you know what? The very speaking of that out reminds me that some of us in our lives don't have that in our families. We don't have that kind of a situation. And, and, and to be able to be a part of a group, to have some folks that love God and love us and we love and, and that trust is growing as we do life together that we can process with can be an incredibly special blessing when maybe there's not a lot of other people in our lives that we can process like that with. Because isn't it true that we face things in our life? By the way, not all bad things. We not only face and process the challenges in our life, you know what we also face and process the, the victories in our life. Some of the greatest dangers that we face in our life do not come as a result of our challenges and our defeats, but come as a result of our victories and our advancements. And to have a group that helps us keep our feet on the ground and to keep us biblically in thought and in heart grounded can be such a tremendous blessing. 
both on the mountaintops and in the valleys. Look at Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego right here in chapter 1, verse 6 and 7. Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, Azariah, that's their Jewish names, were four of the young men chosen, all from the tribe of Judah. The chief of staff renamed them. Here's their Babylonian names. I call them their Sunday school names. That's where we learned it, wasn't it? Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, all there with Daniel. But Daniel was determined not to defile himself by eating the food and wine given to, look at this, them by the king. They're there together processing all of these incredible, breathtaking changes. Look in 11 through 21. We'll not read it all. Daniel spoke with the attendant, verse 11, who had been appointed by the chief of staff to look after Daniel. Here they are, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, back to their Hebrew names. Down to verse 18, when the training period ordered by the king was completed, the chief of staff brought all the young men to King Nebuchadnezzar. The king talked with them and no one impressed him as much as Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael and Azariah. So they entered the royal service and they're processing these incredible life changing conversations. They're processing these incredible life changing moments together. And this is the importance of fall groups this fall 2018 at Northwest Hills. You've got a whole lot of amazing people out there opening their hearts, opening their homes, and they're inviting you in to process life. And to talk about the high moments and the low moments and the in-between moments and to help each other and to encourage each other to think biblically about it all and to have a humble heart and to be able to go forward and to learn and to see and to sense all that God is doing in our hearts and lives together at this time. We love our groups because it gives us an incredible opportunity to get out of rows. And by the way, we love our rows, whether they're like this whether they're like they are now, we love our rows. I love Sunday. I was driving in this morning, a beautiful drive over Highland, turkeys, deers, squirrels, praise music on in my radio. I was excited to come to the house of the Lord and to be with you, to sing praises to God, to study his word, to greet each other warmly. But you know what? As wonderful as it is to meet in a gathering like this, We believe life change happens where life exchange happens. And when we get out of rows and into circles, and we've got those groups of three and six and eight, those smaller groups where we can pray together and open God's word and study it and share. And and it's all right. You say, Pastor Mike, I'm I'm quiet. I don't know if I, it's okay. You don't have to share anything if you don't want to. You could just listen and just take it in for a while and just kind of watch and and discern and discern and, and figure it all out. You can try this group in the fall. You can try a different group in the winter. Signing up for a life group isn't a life sentence. And that's a good thing. Because there are some odd people in church. And you get into a group and go, whoa. I think I am misplaced here. That's all right. Not right or wrong. Just different. And you say, I'll maybe try something else out in the winter. I'm going to try that or this. That's the beauty of it. That's a fine and wonderful thing. And you can check it out and get involved and find that group to process life with. Because life can be wonderful and life can be hard. And the simple truth is this. We were never designed by God to be Lone Ranger Christians. But he has designed us for community. Look at his very own self. 
Father, Son, Spirit. We're made in that image. We're made to do life with others. Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, Jesus, Peter, James, John. Let me ask you a question. Who's your three? And if you're right now reeling to think of those three, this is an amazing time that you can begin to dial into a great three. They process life together. Secondly, they prayed over life together. And we see that just occurring just just repeatedly throughout these first three chapters. Let me give you very quickly a snippet from chapter 2, verse 12. And this is so amazing because it's just fascinating to see what happens in such short periods of time in this book. Chapter 2, verse 12. The king was... Furious when he heard this, when he heard that the astrologers, magicians, enchanters could not help him with his dream or the meaning of it. And that no one could tell him what the dream was. So he ordered all the wise men of Babylon to be executed. And because of the king's decree, men were sent to find and kill Daniel and his friends. When Arioch, the commander of the king's guard, came to kill them, Daniel handed the situation, handled the situation with wisdom and discretion. And he asked Arioch, why was the king issued such a harsh decree. Why is the king issued such a harsh decree? So Arioch told him all that had happened. And Daniel went at once to see the king and requested more time to tell him what the dream went. Then Daniel went home, here it is, and told his friends, Hananiah, Mishael, Nazariah, what had happened. And he urged them to ask the God of heaven to show them his mercy by telling them the secret so they would not be executed along with the other wise men of Babylon. That night, the secret was revealed to Daniel in a vision. Then Daniel praised the God of heaven. And they prayed together over the difficult questions and the difficult moments and the challenging situations of their life. That's the blessing of being in community. That's the blessing of plugging into a group. We not only get to process life together, but we get to pray over these difficult and deep moments That we all face. Look at the third reason. And the third example that these young men give us. We find it in chapter 2 verses 46 to 49. By the way, we're in that exact same chapter where it says the king was furious. Verse 12. We get down to verse 46. Then King Nebuchadnezzar threw himself down before Daniel and worshipped him. You ever feel like you work for someone like that? That every day that you walk in, you're not for sure who you're getting, right? You're getting the the leader that loves me or you're getting the leader that wants to take my life, right? I'm getting a word of praise or I'm getting a potential pink slip. and, And it can swing dramatically back and forth between the two. Do you have someone like that in your family? Uh oh. And you're trying to figure out every day who you have, who you're dealing with, what's going on, where do I stand? This is where these guys were living. Having a group of people that you can process with, you can pray with about these things. So, so important. What in the world has happened? Well, Daniel told the king the dream. And he told him the meaning of the dream and what the statute meant. And it was even a difficult word for the king to process. But the king, Nebuchadnezzar, threw himself down before Daniel and worshipped him. And he commanded his people to offer sacrifices and burnt sweet incense before him. 
And the king said to Daniel, truly, your God is the greatest of gods, the Lord over kings, a revealer of mysteries, for you have been able to reveal his secret. Then the king appointed Daniel to a high position and gave him many valuable gifts. He made Daniel ruler over the whole providence of Babylon, as well as the chief over all the wise men. Wonder what gifts he gave him. Unbelievable. All of a sudden he's driving around now like in a Mercedes. Right? He's got a he's got a new Rolex. He's got a Mont Blanc in his in his pocket. He's rolling, man. The, 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 the three friends say, What's going on? Look how look how God has blessed me. I, I told the king the dream. God gave me the dream. I told him the king. He's given me all of these valuable gifts. Hold on. Look what he did. At Daniel's request, the king appointed Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego to be in charge of all the affairs of the province of Babylon while Daniel remained in the king's court. These guys processed life together. These guys prayed over life together. You know what? These guys were promoted in life together. And they shared in the victories of life. And in these gifts and in these promotions and in this new authority that they have, whatever all of that looked like in Syrians, they enjoyed it together. That's why I want to say coming together in group is not just about dealing with all the difficult things in our life. You know what? You need a group of people that you can navigate the hard things, but you need a group of people that you can celebrate the great things with. Because we serve a mighty God and he is worthy of our praise. And to come together and to say, listen, let me let me praise him for what he's done. That is such an encouraging thing to hear. Is it exciting? Is it an honor? Is it a blessing to pray for someone when they need it? Absolutely. But, you know, it's also encouraging to hear the good things that God is doing in people's lives as well, because it bolsters our faith. And it lets us know that God is still on the throne and he's still at work and he's still doing amazing things in people's hearts and lives. And, and people are coming back and, and, and marriages are turning around and addictions can be broken and there's help and there's hope. What a mighty God we serve. And when we hear those stories told in group, it bolsters our faith. And they were promoted together. They prayed together. They processed together. But look at this king. It says the king was angry in verse two, chapter 2. It says in chapter 2, the king threw himself down before Daniel and worshipped him. Here comes gifts. Here comes promotion. But it didn't last long. Look at chapter 3. Verse 19. Nebuchadnezzar was so furious. Uh-oh, we've gone completely back the other way. Give me the gifts back. Demoted. Nebuchadnezzar was so furious with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego that his face became distorted with rage. How many of you have ever seen that, like, in your parental unit? Do you remember when their face became distorted with rage? When my fourth grade teacher, Mr. Allen, called my dad and said, I think your son's been throwing away his math test. And my dad said, well, I thought he was doing really well in math. No, he has an F in math. Well, I was throwing away my math test and not taking them home to my parents. Never thinking that at some point that would catch up with me and that the two would talk to each other about this situation. And that's exactly what happened. And when I got home, my mom said, well, Mr. Allen called your dad today about your math test and your math grade and your math scores. And I went, oh, no. 
When he came through the door that night, his face was distorted with rage. As he commanded me to go down to my room and he would be there in just a moment. That was the longest moment of my life. We know what this looks like, don't we? Yeah. This is what the king is doing here. Distorted with rage. And what's going to happen? He's going to, he's going to, he's going to heat the furnace hotter and hotter and hotter. And all of a sudden, Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego are going to have to navigate life when life is really hot. You know what? Sometimes the landing strip of our life gets really hot. Can I tell you something? It's a blessing to have some folks to navigate that with. It's great to have some folks pray with you. It's great to have some folks to celebrate with. It's great to have some folks sometimes just to process with. You have such a blessing to sit down with some folks and just talk through things. Man, someone says, man, I, I, we went through that five years ago. and Here's some things we've learned. And we will pray with you. And, and, and when God helps you and aids you, we're, we're going to be here to celebrate with you. But you know what? But when, but when the... When the, when the temperature of your life gets hot, we're here and we've got your back. When there's an adult child that's caught in a snare of addiction, when, when you're without a job and to the very best of your efforts, you've not been able to land a new one. When a spouse that you've loved for a long time, instead of walking into your life, walks out of your life, and it gets real hot. When adult children that you care deeply about and those grandbabies that you would give literally your right arm or left arm for really, really struggle. And it's heavy on your heart. And it's the last thing you think about before you go to bed. And it's the first thing you think about when you get up. And it's hot to have some folks around you that can support you as you try to support them. What a blessing. This is why as your pastor's I want to assure you this. We always want to be here to love and support you and pray for you. Absolutely. But there's another layer that I think is that's in many ways even a deeper layer, and that's the groups that we connect with and the opportunity to have a group of people, if you will, our three, that we can process with, we can pray with, we can promote or celebrate with, and we can deal with the problems with. Because it's not if we're going to have problems, it's when. And for us not to have to face those alone is such an incredible blessing. I would urge you this fall to give prayerful consideration to exploring our many options for group life here at Northwest Hills. Father, we love you. And Father, you've created us for community. And in a world where independence is so important, and yet we know in our heart and our spirit and our souls can be a bit overrated. Lord, may we humble ourselves and may we open our lives to others. May we tap into the joy of walking in community. And as Pastor Josh shows us exactly how to do that. We thank you for the opportunities we have here in our church and what a joy to be a part of such a warm fellowship. We pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. Thank you, Pastor Mike. Uh, I got just a couple minutes of easily trying to show you how to very, very quickly sh- sign up for a group, for a community.
Um, so I'm going to make this as simple as I absolutely can. Uh, but jumping off of what Mike was saying, too, like every other message you're going to get everywhere says be independent. You don't need other people. You can do it by yourself. And the church is very different. The gospel says you actually need other people in your life. And I'll, I'll be honest, like it's it's a lot easier to be independent. You know, I've been a part of a group for many, many years. I've been part of many groups for many years. And I mean, how many of us have this experience, right? Your group meets on Thursday night. It's Thursday afternoon. Kids are going nuts. The house is a mess. And you're like, really? We're having people over to our house. I really don't want to do that at all in the next two, three hours here. But then when they come over, when the night's done, you just go, okay, that's why we have community group. That was so worth it. And so I'm telling you, it's easy to not do it. That's life. Life, it's so much easier not to do things in life. But the gospel says it's valuable. Jesus says you need to be in community. And it is the very nature of God to be in community. Like Mike was saying, you got the Father, Son, and Spirit. Who God is, is to be in community. So we need it very, very badly. So with that said, how do I sign up for a group? Um, but real quick, just caveat, I've always been kind of an A minus type of guy my entire life, uh, from when I was really little to all the way through. But hey, you know, A minus, you know, and, and here's why, like, I, I, there's so many different things that I have going on. You just kind of have to pick and choose. I can't get every one of these right. And so I'm going to make a public apology right here. I've missed one and it is the Hoffman's group. It says in here, that it's on Monday, and Barb, you're, you're looking upset. It's actually on Wednesday. So everyone, if you get your pen out, right, Wednesday, Hoffman's group. But uh, that was kind of a side note. I'll show you how to get signed up. So the first and easiest way to get signed up is this paper inside. Uh, this paper is an easy, easy checklist. You can write your name on there. You can look at all the different groups, and you can go, oh, great. I'd like to join uh, a women's group. I'd like to join the Going for Gold. Check, check. Write my name on there. Turned in. There's three different places to turn in. You can put it in an offering box, which is right out there in the lobby. You can give it to an usher, someone standing right there in the back with a friendly little name tag on. You can give it to myself. You can put it at that desk out in the courtyard. Very, very easy. So that's one way to sign up. If you don't like this and you want to think about it for a little bit longer, you can actually contact the group leader yourself. Every single group on here has contact information for the leader. There's a uh, an email on every one of them. On a lot of them, there's a phone number. You can call. You can text. You can contact the group leader yourself and just ask a few more questions. So tell me a little bit about your group. Um, that's very much part of the process. Last but not least, I got Mr. Jeremy here. Uh, you can go online. So our website, www.nwhills.com. Very, very front page. This is the first thing you'll see. You'll see this on your cell phone. You'll see this on your desktop. And you just hover over that little sign that says community. And right there, there's a menu of the number of different groups that we have. So let's say you want to join a community group. You're going to hit on the word community group. Um, from here, this is a description. Hey, here's a little bit about what community groups are like. Here's what to expect. So you can read about that and you get excited. Okay, I want to join a group. So how do I join? Find a group. Click that button. And let's say life is such that, you know, Wednesday night is the best night for me. I want to join a group on Wednesday. And I live in Corvallis. So let's go over to the neighborhood. Let's click Corvallis. And here is a menu of the groups that meet on Wednesday. So let's go to the Hoffmans. Great. They meet on Wednesday. Click that group. I want to join the Hoffmans group on Wednesday. And I, I just have to put 
click, sign this group, put your email in, and an email will go to the Hoffmans. They will receive that new person wanting to join the group. They will get back to you via email. If you put your phone number in there in this little message, they will call you. And then all you have to push is send this message and you will be connected to your leader. So three very, very easy ways to get connected. Your gold sheet, which you can do today. You can bring it back next week. You can literally do it today before you leave service. You can contact a leader directly, or you can go on our website and sign up that way. But the heart behind everything we're doing is to say, look, we are not created to live alone. And I keep saying this. Every single message you will get from every other source says, do it on your own. Do it your way. It's so much easier. You know how much harder it is to have someone in your life say, hey, what are you doing? Uh, you probably shouldn't be doing it like this. Uh, we need that. And it's not just for you to receive. It's for you to give. Uh, people need you in their life as well. So, again, last but not least, thank you, all of you leaders. Uh, none of this is possible without you. Obviously, uh, it's kind of a, a logistical uh, exercise to get all this information. But this does not exist uh, apart from... 40 some odd groups meeting in homes you guys doing the majority of all that work and so thank you leaders for doing what you want to do and if you you know you see this and you want to host you want to lead a group just come talk to me email me josh at nw hills we'd love to start some new groups if that's something that was on your heart but uh that's how you get signed up jj and the band's going to come up here lead us in one more song and then i got one final reminder for you for next week but uh would you pray with me as we close this up lord Thank you that you are a God who doesn't leave us alone. Um, Lord, you have called us to know you, and you've called us to be in relationship with people. Um, every one of us in this room has something to offer, and every single one of us in this room needs something. And we need each other. Uh, and God, I pray that we would make that effort, that we would do the work necessary uh, to put ourselves in a spot where we can be a part of a group of people who can really ask the hard questions, who can celebrate the highs, who can do the work through the lows, and together we as a church can grow in our love and affection for you. It's in your name, Jesus, that we pray. Amen.